Good morning. I was thinking about few tests that uh, we are in this morning. Uh, first of all, I think uh, uh, Travis put you guys in the test to listen different text, uh, di- different accent, and he put also in the test before my fiance and her mom. <laughs> so, so. I don't know who will get past this test, but we'll try. Uh, let's pray and uh, start the, the word uh, from word. Uh, Father, thank you very much for this uh, beautiful morning that you have given us to worship you, to come and adore you, to come say that, thank you, to having us, because David said that those who come in your presence, those are chosen, those are privileged, and called all those are this morning serving you in this sanctuary and all over the world. We are so grateful that you allow us to come and serve you. We know for next week how we are going to serve you more. So help us, guide us us by the Holy Spirit and help us how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our uh, text comes from Mark 8 verse 34 to 38. I hope you can be on the screen. I will recite for you guys. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also he said to them whoever desire to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it and but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the Holy Angel. 
if we will start work on this whole passage this whole passage not only these few verses i would say whole chapter and you would spend weeks and weeks because this passage as we are in the season of uh, lent or fasting or preparing for the easter in this season you can spend whole season and would get marvelous and astonish things to learn and this passage it have a lot as john macarthur would say it's a diamond and crown jewel of our lord jesus christ the same passage in matthew mark and luke because it is the invitation to sinners where they can find blessing peace and eternal life if you attend the church regularly you will encounter the pulpit's invitation but i am afraid how many times you will encounter in in, in invitations from this passage as we look around us today and uh, we are going to work through a lot today so as we think about our days as uh, uh, we are going to think right now we can think since this pandemic started we are afraid because we christians think the world get against church people are trying to move to a face place so that they could practice their christian faith we are learning every day something new happened which is stopping liberty recently amazon banned a book from their platform because it did not represent their views last month two christians men were accused of blasphemy by a mob of muslim men in pakistan for reciting the holy bible in the public places we can see the same problem even first church faced worse compared to the present church i want i want to re- uh, uh, repeat the words of paul when he found himself in this situation he said for i think that god has displayed us the apostles lost as men con- uh, condemned to death for we have been made a speculate to the world both to angels and to men jesus also said to us when he sent us he said behold I send you out as sheep in the midst of the wolves. As you see in this gospel of Mark chapter 6, you would encounter another event where John the Baptist paid the cost of being a servant of God. It was a big turn in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And after John, Jesus openly started to call people to be his disciples Jesus told the cost of a disciple in Mark 8 
which we just recited above all those things i mentioned are crying out and asking us do you know the cost of our desire and are you counting that cost every day being a disciple of jesus christ this these are the questions we are going to look today and we are going to work today about them do we know the cost and are we counting that cost every day if if we just work through this passage and if we read uh matthew uh please open with me matthew 16 I was thinking to read more but I would try to be sh- short with here. So we can read uh, verse 13 to 18. Okay, I I will read for you guys. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 to 18. It says in this way, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples saying who do men say that i the son of man am so they said some say john the baptist some elijah and others jeremiah are one of the prophets and he said to them but who do you say that i am simon peter answered and said You are the Christ, the son of living God. Verse 17. Very very important at uh, these two verses. Please notice. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. The flesh and the blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven very important words here and notable because we are going to talk from this verse more and i also say to you that you are peter and on this rock i will build my church so notice here this rock and then next what he said and the gates of hades we will talk about hades shall not prevail against it very important passage if you go and check the the region of caesarea philippi you will discover a lot of stuff you will discover why jesus asked this important question to his disciples what was going on there uh, if i would read what i write here uh, it will go this way the same text appeared all synoptic gospels matthew luke and mark and element of this passage appears in different places to my understanding when i read this text uh, regarding the historical background of this text i see it as 
Jesus was recruiting in the midst of his enemies territory when they were in Caesarea Philippi maybe you were asking what does it mean that he was recruiting uh, in the midst of his enemies territories well we are going to learn what does it mean uh, i hope you would ask this question uh, because because the Caesarea Philippi was the full of idol worshippers the 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 city was displayed everywhere the worship centers of idol worshippers okay and then when i said the the enemy or territory of enemy i hope we under, understand that when we read genesis chapter 2nd and 3rd and there we see when adam and eve were in the garden of eden an enemy came and deceived them and took away from god and put them in the captivity right they went to captivity they were dead to god in other way jesus was there to free or redeem his people from satan's captivity or jesus was reviving because god says if you will do eat this fruit you will be dead and adam and eve ate that fruit and they were dead and here jesus was arrive reviving us in the midst of his enemies in the midst of his enemy that he was lifting up his flag and telling them tell me what you think who i am and as we said uh, as i said that we are going to talk about what does it mean when jesus said this question that what you think that I yes and and uh, and when and when Peter said you are the son of living God Christ and Jesus said you are the rock and the gates of Hades are not gonna overcome to you and in the same time he another thing that he said if you will deny me in the before the adulterous generation i will deny you before my father what does it mean if you go and see this picture the historical picture of caesarea philippi go and check uh, research about it uh, maybe go back uh, maybe google it caesarea philippi you will find a picture that picture draws you what this Caesarea Philippi looked like there was seven different temples were sitting there when Jesus was standing in the midst of there and he was talking about that first of all this church uh, this this uh, uh, this city Caesarea Philippi was 
built on the rock solid rocks second there were seven temples the number one temple if you look that picture the temple of augustus called the augustonium on the left the grotto or cave of the god pan, pan uh, behind the temple of augustus the the court of pan and the nipus uh, to the right of the temple of augustus the temple of zeus in the middle of that picture the the court of nemesis the right of the temple of zeus uh, the tomb temple of the sacred goats and the temple of pan and the dancing goats so these are all gods were sitting right there and jesus is saying tell me about me what do you think about me? he was claiming that these are all gods and they are all false they are all your enemies you are the captive of all of this because they are the agent of satan's and i am the only true god when peter said you are the son of living god the christ he didn't say that hey peter come on man i am like you no he said that be yes you are rightly saying it because it did not appear to you because you are dead you have no life you do not know me who i am but who revealed in you that is my father the blood and flesh did not tell you the spirit build this church on this rock I believe uh, as Peter said you are the Christ the son of living God if you read John uh, the, the book of Revelation John made an amazing uh, uh, claim, uh, a proclamation about Jesus Christ he said you are king of kings and the lord of all lords our lord our jesus king is not a teeny tiny one of them recently i had a, a conversation with a jew brother uh, sorry jehovah witness brother and uh, he was saying to me that jesus is a god like to me he was jesus he's putting jesus in in a in in that sisria philippi the eighth god or his temple you know is a god i told him brother if jesus was a god paul peter john all these these disciples did not need to martyr give their lives for god because it was easy to tell people and they would say okay yeah it's fine we have this seven we can add eighth one too i 
recognized that Jesus was not a God. He is the God. And this was the proclamation of the disciples that Jesus is the God, not a God. And the Bible, the, the New Testament is full with these claims, proclamations. People died and still people are dying in this country and all over the world for that claim. As Peter was called the, this rock, it means that the city of Caesarea Philippi was built on the rocks and Jesus said, to, said that I will build my temple on you and those Jesus called them to follow him. Maybe today we are thinking how amazing churches are built in the in the world. Like you, maybe you have seen uh, amazing churches structure in in the Europe. Are here like people put a lot of money, a lot of beautiful things. But Jesus was not interested in those rocks. Jesus is not interested in these all that blocks and beautiful marbles that uh, we put together. Even Jesus was not marvelously inspired whatever when they were showing him the temple. You know, where he is interested. And he was interested. He was interested in I'm not going to build my church in Caesarea Philippi on these dead rocks. You are the rock. You are the living rock because I am going to revive you. You will build my church. I will build on this rock. And, and what does it mean, the gates of Hades? In other words, the gates of Hades, if you go down and, and le- learn about these gates of Hades, when Jesus said the gates of Hades is not going to overcome you, actually, in that time, they used to say that this is the underworld. Like people used to go down in that cave and, and then they worship there sacredly and, and they call that underworld. It was a place in Caesarea Philippi where temples were built to worship other gods. Actually, Jesus was telling Peter, and his disciples and today us the gates of hell will not conquer over you it means also when we see Matthew 4 there Jesus was in the wilderness as we are practicing some people are practicing fasting and in the Middle East or in my country people are really uh, focused on fasting so so Jesus was fasting in the wilderness. Satan came and tried to overcome with the temptation. This was a question for me, like how come the gears of Hades are going to come and overcome me? And actually Jesus did experience how these these gears are going to come and suck me in. And it was Matthew 4 when he was in the wilderness and Satan was trying to suck him in so 
so you know that he said if you worship me i will give you everything can you can you put yourself or in in those in those moments can you put yourself in that shoes like where like you are in the world and like satan will come and say worship me god will give you are you going to give up somehow one or another we sometimes fall there we 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 sometimes fall there and and do something like that and sometimes we keep the faith uh, this is this is not easy today we are surrounded with many gates around us money job career cars home backpacks everything and and that is the reason the church is getting empty why because we found better gods we found good gods those gives us jobs money and all those stuff gates of hades are not going to come over here for example i met this last summer when the pandemic was on the peak uh, a pastor we were having uh, lunch and i asked him pastor i think when uh, uh, this pandemic is going to lift it up we will have more challenges like there's a there's a gender stuff is going to come uh they're going to encourage us to sign up for a different like same marriage uh stuff and and it's going to happen some one or the other way and you know uh, i asked him what you will do if it, it will happen he said brother i think i will quit my job if my church will force me to do that because there's a lot of churches that are going to say hey pastor just do that and do what we are already doing just just put some mud or you know in in our culture we say just just uh, put some dry dust in their eyes and just you know and then uh, we will do our business but just it's just a sign we don't believe it but it's just a sign so he said i will not do that even my church will encourage me to do that i will start moving the yards that was Australian it was encouraging testament to me when you are living in Pakistan it's not happening here I know but it already happened in Pakistan it's like if you will become a Muslim we will give you a fantastic job we'll give you money we will give you a car we will give you this and that and and my own uncle he applied for uh, a, a power board company and they said your name have so we put all the time our name like my name is Khurman my father's name is differently uh, Shehbaz Masih so we have always put Christ at the end or our uh, recognition that we are Christians right? and, and Muslims do the same so uh, they found my uncle's name was at the end Jubeid Masih so they said to him if you will just change your name just put muhammad javed and we will give you this job 
what's going to happen here? And he said, sorry, I cannot trade my God with this thing that is in God. How many times we trade God? And that is the gears of Hades. There is nothing gear like that gate is going to come on me and I'm like, you know, it's not that way. It's going to happen differently. Well, another thing, when Jesus, our God, called us, he call, calls us uh, not partially. You know? My time is about to done. Okay. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> well, I will quickly uh, share this point. It's very important and we are about to done too. So, when in the Old Testament and New Testament, God called to be his disciples, he did not call them these days we are in a Lent uh, season and meditating on the life of Jesus Christ and preparing ourselves for the Easter or day of resurrection of our Lord before we went to the cross. Uh, sorry, before he went to the cross, he told his disciples why he would be crucified and resurrected. But at the same time, he also called his disciples and others to follow him. Remember, Jesus called people and his disciples like his father in the Old Testament. And I hope you remember in John 1.14 where, where John says in the beginning of the gospel, he said, we saw the glory as father's glory, the, the Jesus glory, like father's glory. I'm just summarizing it so we will just move faster. John 8, Jesus said that. Most surely, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I'm just trying to show that. How Jesus is replicating himself with his father. So he's not calling us impartially. He's calling us uh, uh, completely. He's calling us not partially. So he is calling us completely and not partially. Again, when God called someone, he does not call partially to serve him. When he called Abraham, he said, "What? get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. I hope you did not experience here, but as I serve reaching Muslims, I have free week we see Muslims coming to Christ from Pakistan and and they are not partially coming to Christ. They are coming to Christ. They know what they are reaching and, and I'm telling you brothers and sisters the church in the Middle East and in the South Asia it's increasing and growing fast. We need to revive ourselves and see where we are. We, we are going to be replicate them. And they survived. We will survive here as well. If church in Pakistan is still thriving, we can be thrive here too. Just to know that we are called not partially. When God called Moses. So when the Lord saw that he returned aside to look God called him 
from the midst of the bush and said Moses Moses and he said here I am I'm going to I'm going to emphasize a little bit here he's going to say that why I said here I am uh, uh, what Moses had conversation with God so but Moses said to God like when he when he when he said I am here then God says okay go I'm going to send you to Egypt and no Moses is talking to God he said but Moses said to God who am I same like Jesus is saying hey who am I like he knows Moses knows who he is that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt I will jump to the question who am I that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring children of Israel out of Egypt that was a question what do you think what was going on in Moses mind he ran away no he's like oh, we are going to count and i believe you know that he ran away from pharaoh because he killed an egyptian guy he was afraid how can pharaoh who call himself god will listen to him he was thinking that really my own people are going to to believe in me that i am sent by god we will think those things right uh, really my brother my sister my father are going they are going to listen to me really i believe you and i have these kind of questions every day but we need to remember the complete command of god god told moses that i will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you that i have sent you what it said in the great commission i believe you know that go and preach to the nations he will be with us and to the ages okay so <clears throat> at the end i will close with this way you all know what does it mean word christian but recently i was reading a book and there was a polycarp's quotation i rem- i was familiar with that but that day when i read encouraged me to see more to see as a definition of a christian what does it mean to be a christian and he explains us very well he says when he was about to asked for renounced Jesus he said for 86 years i have served him and he has done me no wrong how can i blaspheme my king and my savior
astonishing and shameful word of Jesus where he will say, Do you still not understand? Because his, Jesus was talking about the, the yeast of, of Pharisees. And they were worried, Oh, we didn't bring the We didn't brought the loaves. There's a lot of beautiful questions Jesus asked. Jesus said, Yeah, so we Christians are sometimes really worried. Uh, weird, sorry, I said. We will live our whole life in church, serving as volunteers and helping all the times, even spending long hours to study the scripture but when it comes to sharing the word of God to the world we will say that oh we are not equipped we do not know how to share the gospel to the lost we have we have to have a minimum of six months for Bible study Some would, somebody will come and tell us how to share the gospel and then we will see if we will are ready this is this is our Christianity. This is this is our being a disciple of Jesus. And that is exact phrase fit today to us. Do you still not understand? Simply Jesus will repeat to you if if Jesus will answer you this question, like if you are arguing with him, he will say He will show you how many times you saw sharing the gospel to lost people. How many times you saw people coming to Christ. And how many times you saw brothers and sisters hurt because they were willing to share. Did they lose the faith? When they got embarrassed, did they say that Jesus was not with them? Let's see what Jesus would teach them. Jesus would say them or to us. Why are you arguing about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Have your hearts been hardened? Though you have eyes, don't you see? And though you have ear, can't you hear? Don't you remember when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand? How many bread? baskets full of pieces did you pick up? They replied, Twelves. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four hundreds thousands, how many baskets full of pieces did you pick up? They replied, Seven. Then he said to them, Do you still not understand? If we are
Father, thank you very much for this beautiful morning where we were able to serve you and able to learn from your Holy Spirit and from the, the Word, Father. Thank you very much for, for giving us this joy that we were able to understand the cost of our disciple. Please help us to count it. Help us to remind every day so we can be your disciple every day in our homes and in our workplaces, in our schools, in everywhere, in our friendship as well. And people we know, people are not going to like us. But it's okay because we are the disciples of Jesus Christ and world did not Whenever these kind of moments will come, people will reject us. 